Man, that is just... It's, oh, this oh my world. God. Oh, my God. And in the UK. Oh, my God. Is it worse? 85. 92%. <gasps> in the UK? Yeah. 92%. Yeah. It's all right, because all of our fans are in Slovenia and the Philippines. So don't worry. <laughs> we're not going to be judged. <laughs> what? Oh. And apparently hens are five times more likely to cheat than stags. See, see, all you girls, you go on podcasts, you say that guys are assholes and they cheat and they lie and they steal. Hens. Shh, don't tell mum. Hello and, and welcome, welcome to, to Shh, Don't, Don't Tell, Tell Mum. My name's Barney. And I'm Jamie. And this is the number fourth most popular podcast in... Philippines! That's right! The Philippines. Jamie, have you ever been to the Philippines? No, I don't think I have. I haven't either, but it looks amazing. It's definitely on the bucket list yeah. of places to go. Mm-hmm. Fourth. Are you fourth. excited about that? I'm very excited. I'm excited because I've been away travelling to Spain recently and... What? <laughs> Segway. <laughs> So are you excited about fourth place? Well, I've been to Spain recently and uh, I tell you what... And really close to Philippines. <laughs> fourth isn't even a medal. It's gold, silver, bronze. And then what, what should fourth get? I don't know. A patch of grass. But to be honest, go, we're literally pulling at the teeth right now. Pulling at the teeth. Scratching the surface, clawing away at the chalkboard. You said not the same. I don't know. Scratching... Wait... What did you say? We're pulling, pulling the teeth. Yeah, pulling, <laughs> no, it's not pulling, pulling the, the teeth. teeth. It is pulling at the no, teeth. No, if we're like, if you're like just like got your head above water, essentially is what you're trying to say. We're clenching. What is it? It's holding on by our fingertips is essentially what you're mm. saying. Mm. Fitty, you've got a big ass bruise on your leg as well. I nearly hit it. How is yeah. it? You have a big bruise on your which leg. One? What do you mean, which one? one? I can't see it because you have the knees up. That one. <gasps> Honestly, guys, I just came back from a hen. No, this was the stage. I did a stage show the other day um, and I came off stage and the guitarist had to pull his, um, Avi, his name is, just hey, for Abby. all of you who know, uh, had to pull his guitar pedal board that he had backwards because all the kids for the kids party jumped on the stage and were like jumping and I was like oh my god they're gonna crush all his work so he pulled it back which meant I had to walk around the decks between him and the decks and there was a surfboard sticking out and then I walked into it three times on the third I collapsed on the floor because he carried <laughs> off the stage and they were like are you okay you need some ice I was like yes I need some ice and then I didn't go back on after that I oh, haven't dear. had a booking since. <laughs> <laughs> Calamity Jamie, as they'll call you from now on. Which is mad, but I mean, hey-ho, it's fun. But guys, look, we're in a new space. We are indeed, a brand new studio. Essentially, what I would like to put in, I'd like to put my two cents in and say <laughs> that this is what I wanted to be the podcast studio from the beginning. But we've had many trials, tribulations and changes within this room because... This it used was, to be the nursery. This was Rocket's nursery when he was first born. So this was where the bed was. And then over there, where camera one is, uh, is actually where um, Rocket's cot was. It's quite a big room. It's like the second biggest room in the house, really. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's as I big mean, as their living room. It's the, second biggest, it's the second biggest bedroom. I mean, our bedroom upstairs is massive. Our but... bedroom is like the whole floor, the whole, yeah, the whole floor upstairs. So this is like half of this floor. And it's just a nice, big, comfortable room. So my desk, my workstation's over there. And I thought, we have this awesome sofa here, but we just, all the audio equipment was in Jamie's office. And that's what we were most worried about, wasn't it? We wanted the audio to be banging because this is a podcast primarily. The audio has to kind of come first and the video comes second. And so we were apprehensive about bringing it up here. But now that I have a computer up here that's usable... We've, we have the audio. Yeah, and we've got like a convertible, you know, what is it called? Like an XLR 
box. A sound, a, a sound box. Sound box, uh, yeah. Which plugs into the XLRs. So it's actually really doable. We just need to sort out the wire issue. And obviously, this is currently, this microphone is hooked onto the light behind us. <laughs> it's balancing. So next week, we'll have another pole. Like, it will be basically a tripod pole that can actually sustain the weight of the microphone. And then we'll slowly dress it, I think. We'll slowly give it some va-va-voom behind it. Yeah, we'll give it a bit of character, right? I feel like this is nice and spacious, though. I feel like I have, like, space to talk to you. My only thing is I've still got to crane my fucking neck sideways to look at you. It's mad. It'd be nice if we were, like, diagonal to each other or facing each other or something. I'm excited. Some kind of, like... We say next week, but you're going away. We're (gasps) recording all the podcasts this week. We're going to record a bunch of episodes for everyone so that we don't have to, you know... we don't want to take a break because we love you and also we don't want to tamper with the actual like setup because when I go away we then got to record over zoom and stuff and quality's crap the audio's crap the video's crap so we're going to record a bunch here so the audio and the video remains epic epic styles fourth in the Philippines Jamie fourth in the freaking Philippines margaritas that's what we should have so talk to me where have I been? You've been in Spain on a Hindu and you got shit face blasted for the past four days and you came back an empty shell of a human being with a beautiful tan. How are you feeling? I'm not tan. Am I tan? No. <laughs> Am I not tanned at all? Yes. Yeah, you are a bit more brown, but I wouldn't say you looks like you've been on holiday holiday. Don't worry, I'm going to go on a sunbed tomorrow. Awesome. That's the, as um, you do when you come back from a week of Because I had to have my head sun. covered for half of the fucking day. Where Why? I, because I was like wanting to vomit into my face. Into my face. Honestly. (laughs) Wanting to vomit into my face. I went to a hem do. It's one of my best friend's um, hem parties. And it's really weird because we did a TikTok video about marriage the other day. It was like a TikTok dance. And we mentioned like, we we don't want to get married. And a lot of people in the comments were like, "Well, well, why aren't you married? It was one of the big questions that... Why aren't we married? Yeah, and I think, I think... From me listening to other podcasters in our space, a lot of them are American and a lot of them, like, will not, you know, have sex before marriage. Yeah. And I feel like the culture in London is not like that at No, all. not at all. Like, it's like, it's kind of the opposite. Like, marriage is, like, the last on the list. Half of my mum's parent, like, family friends... All of them that didn't get married are still together. All of them that did get married have all divorced. <gasps> Does this mean that Jamie is slowly changing her mind about marriage? Well, it's weird. And then I thought to myself, how many people cheat on hens and stags? Yeah, I mean, it must be insane, the numbers. Do you want me to tell you the percentage? <gasps> well, before you tell me the percentage, I mean, even some of the videos that you were sending me, not that any cheating went on on this Hindu that Jamie went on, but you kind of, it, it's this weird culture that surrounds Hindus and stag do's yeah. where, you know, you go strip clubs and you get absolutely off your face drunk and god knows what goes on especially on stags it's like they're trying to get the, the you know the the husband to be as messed up as physically possible because it's hilarious and stuff and then you do things you regret or things you don't even remember or you know you end up freaking upside down in a dumpster in a back alley in manchester what would be your dream stag oh mixing a, a sprinkle of golf okay and like a really nice like holiday with like my my best pals, my brother, maybe my dad. Oh, like somewhere warm. 
even you know like we've been on a family holiday to like turkey before we went to calcan which is like this nice really you know seaside there. like not it's not a resort it's like a seaside town yeah it's really nice restaurants it's like affordable as well it's not crazy expensive mm. so for us i think that it would be something like that yeah mixing a little bit of golf sunny holiday yeah you go out and you get drunk and stuff like that but it's not like a lads on tour let's go to vegas and blow 20 grand on slot machines like, i can't be asked to do shit like that but it was so freaking expensive like everything right now is expensive but to the point that we were there for three days and we all spent like minimum a grand mm. three days wow it's, a grand in yeah. three days but yeah so do you want to know the percentage go on then percentage me up how many people how what percent? Is this combined or or separate? How many people cheat on hen and stag parties? Just people. I'd say non-binary. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be harsh because I think it's quite a high number. I'm gonna say fifty-eight percent. Okay, you say you happy with that? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Okay, the percentage of people that cheat on hen and stag dues is seventy percent. <gasps> <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, first of all, where are you getting the statistics from? And like, what is this survey? Total and utter bull crap. Or if it is legit, that's 70%. You know why? It's because it's drilled into people when they go to these stupid like stag and hen I'm dudes. I'm telling you. That they go, it's, it's drilled into you that it's like, this is your last holiday as a free man or as yeah. a free girl. You can do what you want without any repercussions. And it's like, of course there's going to be repercussions. You're still in a relationship. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Mate, they, it doesn't make they, sense. So that's a new study has revealed that far more people cheat on hen and stag dues than people might have previously thought. New research has found that more than 70% of Americans have cheated on their partners while attending a bachelor or bachelorette party. <sighs> How come it's cheating up to 70%? Yeah, and that was done by... Oh, it's just a new survey has found out. Man, that is just... It's, oh, it's oh my God. Oh, my God. And in the UK... Oh, my God. Is it worse? 85. 92%. <gasps> in the UK? Yeah. 92%. It's yeah. all right because all of our fans are in Slovenia and the Philippines. So don't worry. <laughs> we're not going to be judged. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. And apparently hens are five times more likely to cheat than stags. See? See? All you girls, you go on podcasts, you say that guys are assholes and they cheat and they lie and they steal. Hens. That's mad. You guys, you all cheat, not the stags. That's disgusting behavior. Right, I mean, speaking on slapping... I was way too drunk to cheat on you, by the way. Don't worry about it. Like, I have faith in you. I trust you. And back to your point about people getting married when, like, you know, in in America and stuff like that, the whole childhood sweetheart, American dream thing is all ingrained in in kids in America. And I feel like it's also a lot of the people that we follow, let's say, that are are in the same vein as us, like millennial parents. A lot of the successful ones, they're all from the South. And the ones that are from the South, they have that, you know, traditional family values thing ingrained in them and they get married very young. Very young, like 21. I mean, I was... I was... <laughs> I don't want to know what I was doing when I was 21. <laughs> when I was 21, what were we doing when we were 21? I don't want to speak about that. I was a really late bloomer. Like, I didn't have sex until I was 18. So yeah. if I was in America, that would probably be the normal age to get married. I mean, look at Matt and yeah. Abby. They got married at the age of I mean, 19. But also, they couldn't even drink at their wedding day. But also, it's not 
like, it's not like we're saying it's a bad thing. It's just so left field from the culture that we're used to in the UK. People getting married when they're 18, 20, even like, let's say under the age of 25, everyone has this weird point of view of, oh, wow, that's a bit young. Are you sure? Like, that seems like you've got your whole life ahead of you. But in America, it doesn't seem to be, they, you don't really seem to have that mentality as you much. S- yeah, you start young. You start having kids yeah. young. It's like a completely Which I guess is way. fair and they're, they're happy and there's no issues there. So I guess that it's just a cultural thing in the UK. We're just not used to that. Yeah. Crazy. But tell you what, speaking of people getting slapped down, talking about hen do's, stag do's and things like that, it got me thinking and I saw this story on the Daily Mail, the newspaper who shall not be named. Oh no. They're so mean to Meghan Markle, bro. Like, I feel like we should just leave her alone now. She gets piled on so hard by people. And I get it. People have been hating on them for a while because it's like they're capitalizing on the fact of who he is. And he's been complaining a lot about, you know, his upbringing and stuff. And people are like, you're a prince. How can you complain? And blah, blah, blah. How can you complain? How dare you? You're a prince. But put all that aside. She's had a podcast with Spotify for a little while. This spot, this Spotify podcast has now been ended. I don't know if it's been one season, two seasons, yeah. whatever it is. It's, and now they've decided to cut ties with her. It wasn't as successful as they thought it would be. But they've done it with Obama as well, Michelle. They yeah, hers. mate. And people are gunning for Meghan Markle going, oh, well, she... Okay, shall I read you the headline? This yeah. is on the front page yeah. of the Daily Mail right now. <laughs> Daily Mail. <laughs> Turns out Meghan Markle was not... A great audio talent or necessarily any kind of talent. Hollywood Talent Agency dismisses the Duchess as a talentless broadcaster after Spotify axes the $18 million deal. They probably have no connection to Meghan Markle, that agency, anyway. Yeah, and like these people that talk about it, they're just literally making shit up. It's this making up headlines going, well, they told her that she was absolutely talentless and that's why it's... No, probably not. They probably just weren't hitting the numbers that were were projected. They probably went to her and said do you want to try this to try and up the numbers? And she probably said, no, that's what, not what we were contracted to do. Mm-hmm. And so then, okay, cool, let's cut ties, by. How about um, the fact that when COVID was happening, the Daily Mail had two articles next to each other. One was like 90% of people getting COVID are dying and the other, the other one was like 75% of people with COVID are recovering or don't see any symptoms at all. Like, and you just kind of go... These are completely opposite articles on the same newspaper. It you can. This is why I boycotted. Yeah, it's the also Daily why, Mail. it's why it's also why people just don't trust the news in general. It doesn't matter if it's Daily Mail, The Sun, yeah. you know, BBC. Like people just don't trust the news anymore. There's no yeah. faith in the news anymore because when you know the shit hits the fan, when there's a pandemic, when there's political problems, when there's a, you really get it shines through on the poli- on the political side of the news how one-sided and how there's so much agenda going on no matter what newspaper it is you see people Mm. leaning left leaning right whatever it is but it's so obvious that you go oh i don't trust them anymore because they're clearly just pushing this agenda constantly and there was even a horrendous clip that i saw that they showed on joe rogan's podcast and it was uh, a video of all the different news outlets during the pandemic and they're all saying the exact same speech word for word like verbatim and there's like 30 different news news newsrooms or whatever news outlets and uh, that is the most it's all identical they're reading the same script you need to find it and put it on our shush don't tell it's mom awful. instagram makes me feel ill yes i will we're going to put it on the shush don't tell mom instagram that is s one s three h's dot 
don't tell mum on yeah. Instagram. So now, guys, we're going to actually start like giving you more content from what the podcast is. So when we're talking about certain stuff, head over to the Instagram and check it out for context. So yeah, we'll add some. We'll add you know a little bit of an intro maybe from the podcast and then leading into the clip that we were talking about, just so that yeah, like Jamie said, it gives you a bit of context to come back to the podcast and understand what we're talking about. And, and maybe eventually we'll actually have them live on the pod. That's what I would love because some people have that. They have a laptop hooked up to the, oh, to, absolutely. the to the visuals and they just, bam, play the video live. Yeah. Gabby's giving us her projector so we could do stuff with the projector. Oh my God, do you want to project things in we here? Project, I mean, we could that with our amazing spicy. Banks light. Hello, very, very nice. Can you tell I'm hungover? Are you hanging right now? I'm still hanging. My, my heart is beating through my... Guys, I went for an ECG today and they said it wasn't normal. What is an ECG? Tell people. An ECG is they just tie you up to loads of strings and test your BPM. Strings? <laughs> was it strings? Your, it was like, yeah. Oh, damn. Like with stickers okay. on your feet, on your chest, on your um, back. Dang. So, yeah, it was good. It you was had good. a slight irregular heartbeat, right? Yeah, slightly. So we're going to have more tests because I'm getting like a dull ache and we don't know what it is. It could be um, digestion from drinking. Um, Indigestion. Acid, acid reflux, you know, yeah. all those kind of things. So the big question is for today's podcast. <gasps> big questions. Is a lot of people ask me this, friends, and I've had some comments in the past as well. Financially, how do you do it when you are not married? Because mm. we have a new book, and this is my product placement of the week. Oh, people. yeah, past the product, baby. We haven't done this in a while. We used to do past the product on our first, you know, four, five, six episodes. I, I think. mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows I love a book. Everybody so this is knows. I Will Teach You To Be Rich, the journal. And it's from the Netflix series. Hang on, I'm going to remember that name. How To Get Rich. So it's a really, oh. really good show. And they, they get all the couples to actually fill in this journal. And you basically have to be on the same wavelength with your partner when it comes to your goals. Where are you heading to? And it's by Remit Seti. And I am going to message him. I'm going to email him. You love doing that. You love reading a book. And if you really enjoy the book, you message. This is actually quite a nice trait that Jamie has, I think. She reads a book and if she really enjoys it, she'll reach out to the author just on social media just to give them props. Because I feel like no they matter- They always respond every yeah, single do. time. Every single time they respond and go, oh my God, Jamie, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you. Let me know if you need anything else. And I'm always like, Wow. More books, signed nice. ones that yeah. we can sell on eBay. Journals. I love a journal. <laughs> yeah, they, no matter who you are, no matter how successful you are or, you know, famous you are or whatever like that, if you receive a genuine message from someone who has watched your podcast, who has listened to an audio book of yours, who's read a book of yours hardback and says how much they appreciate the words that you've created. Because, you know, these people put so much time and effort, blood, sweat, tears into these products. For you to then message them and say, by the way, I really loved it. Please, you know, if you're bringing out anything else, let us know. And, you know, we, we I think we naturally kind of plug it like we are now. We're naturally plugging it. You're not being paid to do any of this. You just love the item. Yeah. People love to receive messages like that. It doesn't matter if you're freaking Justin Bieber or if you're, you know, however successful you are. If you receive yeah. a genuine nice message about your craft that you work your ass off on, it's such a nice thing. Like we were over the moon about our first ever email on the Don't Tell Mum podcast. Yeah, episode from Daniela. We episode were 17. 17 and it took one message one message 
message on social media. We were like, oh my God, that's so cool. It was an email. It was an email. It's the bankses at gmail.com. That's it's the banks with two S's at gmail.com. So if you do listen to this podcast and you love it, please give it a rating online wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have another bit of time, you can add a comment too, because we will be reading your comments out on the podcast. But like back to I will teach you to be rich. The Talk journal. to me. Go. So it's basically what have you thought about your rich life? And what does that look like in your mind? And funnily enough, me and Barney, sometimes when we don't spend a lot of time together, we go off track in the relationship and have to pull it back together and go, okay, what is our goal? Where do we want to get to? Um, We've developed so much from buying a house, doing up the house, selling the house, buying this house, and we're always evolving consistently. And times get really tough, especially if somebody is not working as much as the other. We have been in cases where Barney hasn't worked or I haven't worked, and one of us is richer than the other. So we've decided to like start pulling our finances together, keep our businesses separate, but put it together. So when I I do have a dry month, he can offset amounts and vice versa. I can help him. And I feel like that is a very healthy relationship within money, but we still get to keep our companies separate. So it's one of those questions I always seem to get from friends. How do you do it when you are not married? Because when you're married, it kind of all comes together. Like you have everything. Yeah, That's when you're I'm married, hoping. it solidifies kind of that that joint union of everything. So then bank accounts become, like separate bank accounts become one bank account if you want them to. Everything that you've had separately is now, you know, what's mine is yours. That's kind of the promise. But it, you don't have to get married for it to be like that. And I feel yeah. like we, we've been going, we've been kind of fumbling along for so long. And, you know, having our own finances, our own companies, our own self-employment, we work for ourselves. So mm-hmm. everything that we earn is kind of like we cherish it because neither of us are employed. So Every job that you earn, that you get, feels like a kind of a successful moment for yourself. And then it's not about not sharing it, but I feel like you feel like it's your own because you're self-employed and you're like, I've earned this money. But as a couple who've been together for, you know, over seven years now, you know, of course, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Give me all your fucking money, Jamie. So one of the things in here is what my life looks like today. And one of the, the things that we put was unpredictable because we are freelancers and we've got to think ahead. So what our rich life looks like tomorrow, we want to have an investment portfolio. So that is our goal. Um, investment And we'll take portfolio. you on the journey with us. We'll let you know how we go with that. Obviously, like mortgage rates are through the roof right now. We've got to take that into consideration. I had a conversation with my friend about it and she was like, when it gets really tough, everybody just goes on to interest only mortgages, which is kind of scary because your goal is to pay off your mortgage. Because once that's paid off, that's a huge weight off your chest. Yeah. And also childcare is very, very expensive. So these are the things you take into account. Like we think about a lot of the time, do, will we have a second kid? And right now, is it financially viable to have another kid during this time that we're in? I don't fucking know. Jeez, like, yeah. Especially, yeah, with all the percentages going up, like rates going up, cost of living going up and stuff. And bringing more kids into the world is kind of just like, it's, it makes you a little bit more nervy about it. Like, I feel like we're we're okay. We're like comfortable right now. But yeah. the problem with being self-employed and having your own companies and stuff is that can all change really quickly. Also, who's going to want to book an old DJ? 
me i'll book an old dj i'll book you <laughs> thanks babe i'll book you for my uh for my wedding i'll just to have Pamela. to consistently do my podcasting world and people can come to this studio but they'll have the bank sign above us you didn't bloody hear sign. me my joke fell flat and it was really annoying i said i was gonna oh, book you for my wedding with pamela oh, you and pamela need me to and pam room. he's been having this like long-term affair pam and beatrice pam. oh and beatrice and beatrice oh yeah who's your her? do you have one no you never said it Oh, we had a joke ages ago and I, I don't know, maybe one day I was leaving our flat in, in London and you said, oh, you're going to go see your other girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, Beatrice is just waiting outside in the car. So then Beatrice became like my fake ex, my fake, not ex-girlfriend, my <laughs> fake new girlfriend. Yeah. And then uh, we were out one time and uh, wasn't it someone was dressed as, it wasn't tea, it was before then, but someone was dressed as Pamela Anderson or I saw Pamela Anderson on TV was and tea. I was like, oh, Pamela Anderson. I was like, Pamela, and Jamie was like, you fancy Pam? And I was like, yeah, go on. We like a bit of Pam. There you go. And then it's Pamela and Beatrice. Would you ever go to a sex club? Would I? Not now. I'm not saying let's go to a sex club. <laughs> You're really thinking about it, <laughs> I'm aren't like, you? okay, what's Jamie trying to say to me? So, how was your time with Rocket Without Me? Was there any mishaps? Because we, at the beginning of Shush Don't Tell Mum, would always do, Barney would say, a little secret of what happened, and I'd only find out by listening back to the podcast. Mm. So, is there any little secrets you have up your sleeve? Little rocket secrets. Secrets, I don't really think. I, I, you know, I kind of, over the weekend, I, I obviously had him on Friday. <clears throat> he was at nursery. You, I took you to the airport while he was at nursery. He came back, so I got him from nursery, and then he had the evening here. And it was just kind of like it, going through the motions. It's kind of like a similar one. I think when I'm in solo parent mode so and you're not around, uh, it's quite just... I keep things straightforward and try not to go too over the top. Like, so when you have solo parent mode, you still are like, let's have messy play. Let's go outside. And let da, 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 da. Whereas I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't, it's not like a strict parent thing, but I'm just like a, right, let's just have a calm, calm evening. So I'm like, put a little bit of telly on, have food, play for a bit, like on the carpet with some toys and it's just kind of a mellowing down. And when Jamie picks him up from school and has him, she's like, let's go crazy. So it's nice, oh, that, he has I that, love it. It's nice that he has that dynamic between us two. I am the crazy mum. You I'm are like, the crazy mum. He's, like, he's going through a really fun motion now. Like he's becoming, he, he's a toddler. We have a toddler. And I thought, even you thought, you were like, Jamie, you're going to come into your own when he becomes a toddler. Mm. And I totally have. Like, I'm really enjoying these moments with him, like running around the garden, laughing, like rolling on the floor. I did a little video of it today and I'll put it on the Instagram. It's so freaking cute. Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, it's just those moments when you're so busy, you come to and you go, God, we're so lucky, like being able to spend quality time with our son, the amount we do. And that's one thing I'm so grateful for, being able to be self-sufficient and spend all this time as a family together with Rocket. Yeah, being self-employed means that, you know, you can take your own time off, which is great. But it also means you, you kind of constantly, I wouldn't say worrying, but you constantly have to be on the ball when it comes to work. So, you know, we have to always be thinking about the next job. Like, what can we do to improve? What can we create in order to get another client? All that kind of stuff. And it's always in the back of your mind. So that can generate a bit of stress if, you know, you're not working. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, on the flip side of that, we can take any time off whenever we want. And so having you know, a lot of time with Rocket is kind of, 
you know, our biggest perk, I would yeah. say, of being self-employed. But I guess that over the weekend, you know, I went to see my dad. So I guess the main key point of this weekend was how lucky and fortunate we are that our mums both live nearby yeah. so that they could, you know, they could juggle Rocket while I had to go and see my dad and sort some bits out, like, because he lives like three and a half hours away and then come back and know that Rocket was in safe hands and stuff was great. So that he didn't have to be in the car for six hours. That would have been a nightmare for oh him. Oh my gosh. You imagine. Hard. He can't even do 20 minutes. Like, we t- I took him to dad's and like, I had to pull over three or four times. So I was meant to get to my dad's at like 3 p.m. I got to my father's at five. So that took an extra two hours. Oh man, driving on your own with a kid, that is tough that is one of the toughest parenting and our seat is backwards and I sometimes think to myself when do you turn the car seat like when is the healthiest time and when mm. do you buy bed sheets like we're all going through the stage now <laughs> where I'm like do we have to get bed sheets now for him because currently he's still in his like little onesie that's it and with no we've we've introduced a pillow but other than that we haven't done that there's so much contradictory information online as well about whether or not you know they should sleep in a bed yet or stay in the cot or um you know should you introduce a duvet a pillow like when's the best time and there's so much information like two years old you have to do it and some people are like i did it at 12 months and he was fine well one year and uh i i just don't know what to believe so it's like Mm. do we just gauge it ourselves or do we take professional advice and talk to a a midwife? I, I feel like we've always <laughs> just done what we've thought best as parents. Like, yeah. One thing that I would, looking back at the situation with the sleeping thing, is I would like to co-sleep with my next child a little bit longer than we did with Rocket. Just because oh, I yeah. didn't really get to co-sleep with him at all. And apparently... You mean like in bed? Or do yeah. you mean, oh, wow. Yeah, co-sleep. But then you kind of like, when, because it was he was our first child, it's like, Kind of scary co-sleeping. Oh my so you're God, just yeah. terrified you're going to roll onto I them. You're not going to. I definitely think it was because we just were so... We'd heard all the awful stories about it. So we got a snuzz pod and that was great because he was right next to us. I could pull down the mesh and then it would be like he was next to us. Yeah. So we had that. The snuzz pod. But this... One of the reasons, I'm not going to lie to you, I think one of the reasons he's so good at sleeping is because he's always slept on his own. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know any different. He's mm. consistently been next to our bed or sometimes we move him to the other side. This was before we put him in the cot. We were like, let's try different locations in the room. So he didn't get comfortable in one spot. And I think that actually helped because he's a good sleeper and he sleeps good anywhere. He's actually, yeah, like, that was going to be my point when you said anywhere. Like he actually sleeps really well no matter where you take him. Like if we take him to my mum's, your mum's, yeah. dad's, whatever, he'll always just sleep through the night and he's very relaxed sleeping wherever. So, so he doesn't get worried. I think that yeah. my mum my said the other day that he's starting to notice his surroundings. So if he's unfamiliar, like if he wakes up in the night and he doesn't know where he is, he does have a bit of a panic, but then he can settle himself quite easily. He's very good at settling himself. And God, today I went, he picked him up from nursery and they were like... He didn't have his dummy all day. Hurrah! Yes, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> happening. Hurrah! But we're going to start potty training soon. Oh, so get ready no. for some content on the potty training. Are you nervous? Uh, I'm nervous. I also... I can do it when you're away and then you I come also, back and then it's I done. Enjoy, I enjoy changing his nappy. <laughs> I don't really have any issues with that. But I, what, yeah. what was the first... I don't want to jump the gun too much. What? We tend to like do things quite early and I don't want to jump the gun all the time. Okay, so tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What was the first ever nappy changing video? The first nappy changing video was on the dining room table downstairs. Where we eat. 
Where we eat, Great. yeah. I mean, on like a thing, you know, we had that little whatever. You I feel call like it, we should post it on thing. the on the Instagram. But the, the first ever changing one, video, and be like flashback to the, the reason, reason why, why you're all here. You're here. Changing videos. <laughs> so people are like, our, our agent called us the other day. She was like, "Don't you dare potty train." Yeah. Me yet. I was like, <laughs> you okay. have to keep doing the nappy videos, or you have another child. <laughs> yeah. Either or. So let's put a vote in the comments. Shall we have another child? That's the next thing. Oh my goodness. So. Oh God. What's that face for? You know what that face is for. What? If we have another child, what do you want to call it? No. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not going to call my child Britney Spears. Oh, you want to talk about besties with Britney? Besties with Britney. <laughs> so apparently she was in Glasgow. She flew in. Now, I... I when I heard Where about was this, she? Elton Glasgow. <laughs> oh no, is it Bristol? It was Bristol, wasn't it? Glastonbury is what you're thinking of. That's why you said Glasgow. No, but she flew in. She was Bristol, caught- which Bristol. is where Glastonbury is. Right. So, can I just say I'm not good at locations and places. People know this, okay? Let's just. Where are we? Remember. The number four po- podcast. Oh my god, I have Dory. <laughs> She's Dory. She's Dory. Dory. I'm so number Dory. four in the world. In oh the Philippines yeah 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 see yeah. see that was good well I'm done. blaming this hangover to be honest this is why I don't drink and my heart is aching so much I actually can't believe we got off the plane and went straight to the hospital about my heart <laughs> yeah. she was like you've got nothing wrong I think you got a bit of anxiety like, I actually <laughs> went on a Hindu and I came off and went. I need to go get my heart tested. That goes to show how good. That's how hen. hard you went on this hen. Yeah, I feel like I've I did my part Damn. really well. Anyway, regardless of that, Brittany was caught at Bristol Airport, apparently seen, but there was no images. So I think it was a far fetched message because Elton John did a post saying, "I'm going to have a special guest." joining me at Glastonbury. Now, yeah. everybody thought it was going to be Britney because obviously they had that song. They had the song Tanner Dancer. Or Dua Lipa, and it wasn't either. Who was it? It was just a random guy he's never sang with. What? I know. But who random. is it? Do you know who it is? I bet no. it's someone really famous and you're saying he's a random guy. He's a random guy. <laughs> it's not a random guy. It's going to be someone super famous. Okay, hang on. Right. We often talk about how old we feel like we are. And we also talk about how we feel like we're a little bit out of touch with current music. There's a lot of like... I mean, that's saying a lot because I'm fucking You're a DJ. DJ but yeah. also I think that the current state of music, the really popular stuff, I swear 90% of it is hip hop or like UK grime. It's so much like hip hop, grime, all that stuff. It like fills the charts and and you're not really into that. I'm not massively into it, maybe like a fraction more than you are. So I thought what I would do is I'm going to go on t- across every stage on each day and I'm going to pick one artist from the top three. So the top three meaning the headliner, the second mm-hmm. headliner and the third headliner. So everyone who played from 6pm onwards, okay. right? I'm going to pick one from each day okay. and I'm going to see if you know who they are. Okay. On Friday, one of the top three artists that performed were called the Churnups. Ever heard of them? No. Me neither. Saturday, you had Guns N' Roses, Lizzo and Lewis Capaldi. You know those three, right? Yeah. Cool. Sunday, Elton John, Lil Nas and Blondie. Yes. You know those three? You well, know Lil Nas? classic. Yeah, I know. You know Lil Nas? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sing me one of his songs. I mean... Come on. I told you long ago. I know I got what you're looking for. So then the second big stage is called the other stage, which I think is where the DJs are. But the headliner was Wizkid. Oh, I 
love Who's Wizkid. Who the hell is Wizkid? No, Wizkid's really good. DJ? Yeah, no, he's a rapper. Second to headliner. I thought he was going to be a headliner. Fred again. Oh, he's doing so well at the moment, bro. Smashing so it. Smashing it. <gasps> and he's so good at performing. I Is have to add, like, you know, when it's like you see someone smashing it, like you had a bit of a dig the other day about it. I gotta say, when I mentioned that Fred again had done a song with Skrillex, and you were like, Skrillex just jumps on every person who's climbing the ranks and it's getting annoying. But and I agree with you. Like he kind of goes on every genre. Yeah, it's because he's, he's big though, big but name. But the thing is, is like, if you are a DJ, let's just get this right, guys. Like, we are DJs because we love all different types of music. True. Um, especially if you're a working DJ. And when we say working, it's very, very different to being a, I'm going to DJ just my music, aka tech. Or, you know, if you were, a lot of people that play places like Egg and mm, in King's uh, Fabric, etc. It's all very much, they play that genre and they stick to that genre. And at the beginning of my journey as a DJ, I was like, right, Tropical House, that's going to be my thing. Yeah. Then I changed. And you are allowed to evolve as a woman. You are allowed to evolve as an artist. And I, I just kind of went from loving trap and tropical and I called it trapical to loving house music and now I'm going through a stage of like loving a bit of EDM with like some big ballads Singers. on top mm. yeah that's what I'm going through right now so hey we're allowed to change and we're allowed to evolve so do you want to know this artist that Elton John brought on who was going to oh. be who we all thought was going to be Britney Spears go on Taron Egerton Taron Egerton is the freaking actor that played Elton John in the biopic. Oh, okay. Right. God, no. <laughs> Taron Egerton plays Elton John in the movie about Elton John, which was called... Elton John. No, it wasn't called Elton John. <laughs> what was it called? Elton John had a freaking... Oh, it was for his song, wasn't it? He called it after a song. So we had the Rocket Queen one Rocket Man. We should really know that. We should know that. Yeah. I feel like we should know that. We played Rocket Man about 10 times the minute he was born and I would cry every single time I played it I was so I just couldn't like looking back at that feeling of him in our arms as a baby that song just gives me all the friggin' feels can we also talk about the fact that Crepton Conan performed after Carly Rae Jepsen on the same stage (laughs) who by the way was Crapola. Oh, wow. Sorry to say it. I mean, don't mean it, but we were listening to BBC Radio 2 while she was waiting for a heart appointment straight off the plane. <laughs> and they were playing Carly Rae Jepsen's set on BBC Radio 2 from Glastonbury. And it wasn't that good. It wasn't good. Full stop. It wasn't yeah. good. But hey-ho, where have you been, girl? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, she released that song a very long time ago. A very long time ago. I mean, we, I think... We weren't even dating when that was released. I think 2012, maybe? 13? Oh, my God. I don't even know. It was when Bieber had been around for, like, two or three years. And then, so, his his manager, Scooter Braun, Found started bringing on more people, and she was one of them. Yeah. But she was singing about, like, you know, Connie, maybe, like, kiddie songs. But isn't she, like, in her late 20s or something? She's actually, like, a lot older than people think she no, is. No, she's my age, <gasps> I thought. Hang on. Well, yeah, exactly. You're old as fuck. Babe, I'm pushing 40. Yeah, I know. What should what will I do? Oh, wow. I'm no, a cougar no, no. hunter. She's older than me. I told you, she's way older than people think. Wow. You're like forty one. And so she's like what, forty? She's thirty seven. She's thirty seven. And okay. I'm thirty five. Exactly. So when she released she was like in her what? Early thirties. Like and she was like a kiddie performer. Anyway, number four in the Philippines. I love you. We talked about Glastonbury. We talked about lots of fun things. Yeah. I think that I'm excited to go to Saudi, but I'm going to miss you loads. Four oh, weeks. I know. Four weeks. 
weeks. I can't believe that. So um, we ha- we will see you soon. What, what's the what? We had this thing where we were saying <laughs> goodbye to each other on the pod. What was it? See you soon and see you later or whatever it was freaking called. That sounds great. Let's do that. See you soon <laughs> see and see you, see you later. later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? After three. Cool. One, two, three. See you soon. See you later.